Do you sometimes get at the end of your day and you just think, I am possibly the worst parent on this planet. How did I even manage to get this far? Well, if you do, then take a number and join this club. Because I tell you, sometimes I'm thinking it's an absolute miracle I've survived this long. The wonderful thing is, perfect parenting does not exist. So stick around. Let's talk a little bit about what imperfect parenting looks like and how that can release you. So here's the big question. How can I live a values-based lifestyle? We believe that you as a parent want what's best for your son. We know that you want your son to live at a higher standard, for him not to conform to peer pressure, but to live by a set of values. Values that we can strive to achieve. Values that build our character and values that help us become better men every day. Is it easy? Nope. But together we hold hands and we ask our Father to help us and to guide us every single day. That is the question that this podcast will try and answer. Welcome to Mentor on Demand. I want to talk to you about parenting. Um, That's a difficult topic, and especially about imperfect parenting. When we think about parenting, I think it's one of the things where we probably, for for the best part or so often, can beat ourselves up um, that we're not good enough. I know for me as a parent, that's always been a good thing. You know, have I parented well enough? I've got teenage daughters, and it's like, have I done the absolute best? I'm thinking back and thinking, oh my word, I've messed up so badly so often. and it's because we're not allowing ourselves to consider the fact that we are imperfect parents and we should be, we should be okay with that. There has only been one perfect parent, and that is God. Um, and so I want to talk to you a little bit about this. And it comes from a devotional I, I, I worked through on my, um, my Bible app, YouVersion. I want to encourage you to go and subscribe there. I mean, they've got some amazing resources that you can use um, as a parent, but also just for yourself and your self-development. So when it comes to parenting, you know, I think it's so easy to compare ourselves to Susie and Jim and how they're doing and, you know, Temba's doing all these things with his kids and it's just wonderful and, and I feel like such a failure. And, and it's not to say that we um, should just go like, oh, you know, I'm giving up. Um, often it's good for us to to kind of have benchmarks out there. It's good for us to spend time with people that are that are doing well in the space that we can measure up against, that we can kind of lift the bar for ourselves a bit. But we should also not give up just because we're thinking we're not, we can't get this right. We are imperfect parents. Um, Abba's been the only perfect parent ever around, and there's so much we can learn from him. And I want to talk about some of that um, um, throughout this uh, uh, this opportunity. Um, I think for, for me, one of the most amazing things is to consider that 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 he's such a great father and that he loves us. Um, you know, there's many things about God as a, as a parent, but you know, he, he, he has just some of them. And so for me, you know, he loves us. He loves me so much um, that he has given his son to die for my sins so that I can have eternal life. Like I can have an eternal inheritance. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, that is just how much he loves me. He corrects me. Um, you know, he, he provides um, a space where if I go wrong, that he, he, he's there to correct me, to guide me back onto the right path. He disciplines me. He, he provides um, discipline. And, and we don't like it. I mean, you know, none of us like it. Even in our workplaces and as children, we remember that. And Discipline is not nice, but discipline gives security. It's the fence for us where we can graze. Um, if you think of sheep, you know, you take the fence away. You know, we wander all over the place and we fall into ditches and get eaten by wolves and lions. And it's just like horrible. So, so discipline provides that, that safe space for us where we, where we can just be who we're supposed to be. Um, you know, he forgives us. Uh, you know, sometimes we go through life and we're thinking that the stuff that we're involved in or the stuff that goes in our life is just too much. It cannot be, you know, there's no redemption. There's just like no grace. And it's like I'm completely, um, you know, just like lost. But God forgives us. 
That's how much he loves us. And then he prepares a home for us. I mean, I'm right now, as you listen to this, you know, he's busy preparing a home for you and for me that we will be, that's our inheritance. This is where we will spend eternity. I mean, you know, just, it blows my mind to think about that. And if I think of those things, then maybe it starts giving me some guidelines on how I can parent better. If I can do this out of love and I can, you know, discipline and correct and, and forgive my child when my child makes a mistake for the how manyth time and that I can make a home for him that's safe and I can just love him. I mean, that is what it's all about. Part of this process also is that um, as a parent, I should consider that, you, that th there's a great value in consequences. You know, the character company, I always tell our boys that, they, that consequences are the third, the third step in, in a three-step process that, um, that only have, there's only one of those I've got control over and it's not consequences. So it's, um, it starts with emotion and there's, you know, so for example, I get angry, there's something that comes up and I'm just, I'm just angry immediately or, or something happened that makes me angry. I can't happen that or help that emotion. Sometimes one, we get angry and we can't help it. That's an emotion that comes into our space. I've got no control over that. The second step is my action. Now, that's the one I have control over. What I do in that space, how, I'm how am I going to deal with that anger that I've experienced? That action I've got control over. I can deal with that in a specific way. The third part, again, I have no, no control over is the consequence. What is going to happen as a result of the action I took? And for our children, it's important to understand that they have consequences on their actions. There's a need for it. We need to make sure that our children learn this. If you want to look at a space where there are no consequences, then look at our country. Look at the way that politicians and business leaders and community leaders and, and church leaders behave. I mean, it's just like, it seems like there's no consequences. We can just do whatever we like. Um, and there's just no consequence because no one ever considered the need for it. As parents, this is not nice. We're thinking, oh my word, you know, it is, it is hard work and I don't want to have conflict right now. And so I just don't want to, I don't want to do this. But we, at the end of the day, are going to reap what we sow. And if we sow a space where there's no consequences, well, then that's the kind of life that we're going to live with our children. That's the kind of adults that we are raising. Remember, we're not raising kids. We're raising adults. That's what's, what's going to happen. We have to consider the length and the appropriateness of the consequence. You know, if your child is lying um, or, you know, is caught lying, you know, punishing him for a, you know, for a whole month or, you know, grinding for a month. I mean, that's just not appropriate. I mean, that just doesn't make sense, you know, or, you know, just giving, you know, letting him not have access to the internet for like one day. It's like, well, that doesn't make sense. I mean, he's not going to learn anything from that. So it's important for us to try and balance that. Consider the action. Consider what your child has done. Has he done it because he's in a learning process or is this something that you've, uh, that you've dealt with before? And then uh, according to that, figure out what is the appropriate means of the consequence or the, or the result of the, what he's done. What will be the length of that? Allow your child to have an opportunity to redeem him or herself that, you know, they'll be able, I mean, if you just punish your child for a month, you know, how is he going to get another opportunity to show that he can do something? If he has not been faithful with this, with this thing right now, he has to have an opportunity to, to fix that at some point. So, so create that space. It is so, so important. Relationship is key in all of this. We are raising children and the, the, and the way that we raise them is going to tell a lot about the kind of relationship we're having. We have been entrusted with these kids. Um, they are precious. If we're parenting or mentoring, you know, they are gifts that we have just been given for a little time. And we, we, have, we have so little time and we have, must do the best we can with that. But the relationship is key. It must come first in every, every situation that you're dealing with. It doesn't matter how hard this is. But if your relationship with your child or, your, or the person that you're mentoring is strained, then, then the way that you are doing this is going to be strained. 
And so always remember that relationship is key. It's the very first thing. It must come first in everything. But in that process, if you want to build that relationship, again, we've, you know, we've, we've had a couple of conversations about building deeper relationships and, and how important community is that just keeps on coming back. But in that process, I want to encourage you to study your child. You know, maybe you're in a job where you've got clients that you have that you understand have specific needs and, and you want to provide in those specific needs. And so you make an effort to understand your client. You know that if you're going to sell clothes, you're not going to sell winter clothes in the middle of summer. You are going to, you know, you're going to have certain seasons for certain things and you're going to, and you're going to provide a product that's tailor-made for your customer's need. Why would we not do that with our children? Why would, if you have a file on your, on your client, why would you not have a file on your child? Three specific things I want to encourage you in that space to do is, first of all, is try and figure out your child's personality. There are a lot of personality tests out there, and I encourage you to go and look for one. For example, they're all, I mean, they're all based on four basic personality types. Um, I know the DISC profile, we've done that recently with our staff, and it's been really exciting. Um, I've, I've been part of a program called the Tall Trees Program. We've, we've um, done that. That was locally developed um, and a brilliant program because it c- takes the four personality types and builds them into pictures of trees. And so for me, that just worked very very well but figure out what is what is your child's personality type because you will understand that maybe the thing about your child that just irritates you so much it makes it so hard for you that you don't get is because his personality type or her personality type is that specific thing and that you might be the the complete opposite personality type that really struggles with that it is so so important to understand that your spiritual gifts of your children I mean, that is an important thing. Every one of us have at least one spiritual gift. The Holy Spirit imparts this to us. Imagine the journey that you can enter into with your child and just asking God and asking the Holy Spirit to show you what is your child's spiritual gift and, and help to discover that and build that. I mean, that is such a vitally important thing. And then your child's love language. Um, Gary Chapman wrote a book called The Five Love Languages. And I tell you, as a husband, um, I, I wish I knew a lot about more about this, even from a young age, because it helps so much in relationship. If you understand what is someone's love language, if you understand what your love language is, maybe your love language is receiving gifts. And so you're thinking, I love this, so everyone else must love it. And there are people that just like, that's great. And I love getting gifts. I mean, who doesn't love it? But actually, I value quality time more and it's like what 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 do you mean that doesn't make sense and so if we understand our love languages i mean that's a huge 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 thing so i want to encourage you to do that make some time and study your child this is a little mini mini you so you know it's so important let's not let's not exasperate our children let's not let's not think they 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 are they just there to kind of irritate us and grind us and i mean they they are little human beings that we are raising here i also want to talk about character to understand your child's character is important and to build that. I mean, you know, for us, the character company, that's like, you know, that's such a vital, important thing. You know, if we have characters who you are, it's like, especially when no one else is around and what it says about you as a person. And so for all of us, that's important. And someone at some stage had to spend time or have to spend time right now to build that into us because we need to be functional human beings. We need to be people with strong character. Consider that you've been given you know, a vast kingdom, but you have a small character. How will you rule over your kingdom as a king? Um, and so it's so, so important. And the, and the, and the two ways we're going to do that for our children uh, or for, for the boys that we've been um, allowed to mentor or that um, we have the blessing to mentor is firstly to show them, okay? It's by the way that we live. If we want to have our children or understand that that good work ethic and working hard is is a good character trait well then we have to show them then we have to work hard we have to show them that that is what we do if we want to show them that honesty is good then we mustn't be caught lying to them all the time if we want to show that self-discipline then if we say something we're going to do it we're going to stick to that you know and there's so many vital things about that that is that is key for us to show them how to do it 
And then we must tell them. We must spend the time to train them in this. Again, if we are sowing this, what we're reaping later will be so much more fruitful. It doesn't mean that you're going to you know, be a perfect parent. You are still going to struggle. You're going to stumble. Your child's going to fail. And that's fine. But at least you've done these things. You've, you, you, you've, you've walked this road. And I think lastly, um, you have to let go. And that's a hard thing, you know. Um, you have to, from the day that you're, that you, the first time starting in this process, you are gearing up for letting go. You are letting go because that's what we do as parents. We are raising these kids. We've been giving them for a while. We're mentoring these boys because they've been entrusted to us. But at some point, they have to become the mentors. They have to become the parents. That They have to become the people that are doing this right based on what we have showed them. So let them go. Let them choose allow a space where they can make choices as a young person and so that they can learn the consequences if your if your young child wants to spend um his or her pocket money on sweets all of it and it's not going to be a disastrous consequence then let them do that because then they're going to learn that there's now no money left for anything else then don't don't teach them that, you know, if you run out of money, someone else is going to give it to you or create a space where, you know, they, you know, they, they start learning the wrong things. But in a space where it's safe, let them choose and make choices. And, and that is a great thing for them to do. Let them ask. You have to create a space as a parent where they can ask any question they want, where they can ask you about anything, ask you about their faith, ask you about um, sex and sexuality, ask you about the difficult things, even the stuff that you don't have the answers for, because you need to have people around you, other parents, um, mentors, you know, organizations like the character company that can help you in that space so that so the questions your child asks is, is a space where you can get to learn more about him or her. But make sure that there's a space where they can do that. And don't lie to them. Don't say, don't pretend that you've got the answers. Be real as a parent, okay? And let them fail. Allow them a space to fail. Ask yourself the question, this the, the potential outcome of this thing that they're doing, is it something that they are going to struggle to recover from or not? If it's not, then keep your opinion to yourself. Let them fail in that process. Let them learn the lessons. If it's a major thing and you realize that this is going to cause great harm, then as a parent, your job is to go, sorry, but no, I'm saying so as a parent, and this is why. And even if you don't understand the consequences, that's this is my job. But let them fail. Give them the opportunity to do that. Guys, I get that parenting is hard. I'm a parent myself. I've got um, three girls. Two of them are teenage daughters. And, um, and, and you know, the, the question of have I been parenting well or have I been a good enough parent is something that, that often comes to me. And I think the enemy just so often uses it in this space to kind of make us think that we are just, again, not good enough. I'm not doing a good enough job here. But if you keep on just being persistent, if you're walking this with God and just have an opportunity for 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 being real and, and following the guidance and, and learning from the perfect parent, then parenting becomes the greatest joy and the greatest blessing. Today, as you set out to be, uh, you know, an imperfect parent, as you set out to be a parent for this day where you're going to fail a couple of times and you're going to mess it up, I want to just pray an encouragement over you. And I'm just asking that Abba would guide you through this process. He would bless you every step of the way, give you new insights, show you new things about your child, let you enjoy this moment. Let it not be a, a, a you know, a, a chore that is just like draining you, but it's an opportunity for you to be curious about everything. And in that space, you will grow so much. So may God bless you in this. May he, may he just hold you tight um, and that every step of this, you would know that he's there with you. Hey, Francois here. Very quickly, if you enjoyed this episode and want to discover more about living a values-based lifestyle, I invite you to head over to mentorondemand.co.za. 
and join our ever-growing community of dedicated parents who understand that only through instilling values in their son's life, they can help him to become a great man.